Hey folks, it's Leroy. Let's talk about democracies and republics. Have you ever heard someone say that we live in a democracy? Well, no, no, we don't. Or at least we don't here in the United States. We live in a republic, which is a rare and fortunate thing. You wouldn't want to live in a democracy. Uh, in a democracy, m might makes right. And that is that the will of the majority is sovereign. If 50.1% of the people vote to take all your belongings, that would technically be a democracy. Um, we've heard a quote before, and it goes something like, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Ben Franklin said that. But sometimes people don't get it, and they may not get it until you put it into modern-day terms that they can understand or relate to. So let's think about it. Let's put it in the, in the eyes of your average homeowner. If your neighbors on both sides of you take a vote that they can take your backyard, for example, okay, this is a two-thirds vote for, and assuming you say no, it's a one-third vote against. Now, that is democracy. But again, this is a republic, and in a republic, right makes might, and that is the rule of law is sovereign. Our law is our constitution, regardless of the will of the majority. You have rights. And yes, we use democratic mechanisms, but the system has limits. The United States Constitution requires a supermajority of two-thirds of both houses of Congress to propose a Congress driven constitutional amendment. It requires a three-quarter supermajority of the state legislators uh, for the final adoption of any constitutional amendment as well as uh, two-thirds supermajority to pass the bill over to the president. Schools. Schools used to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and the way that goes is they would say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And there's a reason I emphasize those words. I'll get to that. The founders feared democracy because they knew many people would be swayed based on their emotions, resulting in something called mob rule. We've talked about that. We know this from the Federalist Papers, where we can pull quotes from the drafters and the signers of the, of the Constitution. Uh, men like Noah Webster. Uh, Noah Webster was a strong supporter of the American Revolution and, he, and the ratification of the United States Constitution. And he said this about democracy. Therefore, a pure democracy is generally a very bad government. It is often the most tyrannical government on earth. Benjamin Rush was another. He was a founding father of the United States uh, uh, and who signed the Declaration of Independence. And he said that a simple democracy is one of the, the greatest evils. The founding fathers wrote these, that they were against democracy. 
So, no, you don't live in a democracy. And yes, your vote matters. The real challenge here is that a republic requires an educated citizenry to work. So show that. Show that you are part of that educated citizenry by learning and understanding what form of government we are. Read the Constitution. Look for those words. Look for the word democracy because you won't find it. You won't find it in the Constitution or in any of the state's constitutions. But under Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, it reads, The United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government. So back to liberty and freedom. Does freedom mean doing what you want? Well, I mean, what else could it mean if not to do as one pleases? Well, for one thing, there are two kinds of freedom. There's liberty, which means the ability to choose to do the right thing, not just anything. And so first I would point you towards uh, uh, John Locke. John Locke, who's that, you might ask? Well, uh, John Locke was born in 1632, and he is among the most influential political philosophers of the modern period. And a lot of his writings were, were the, the basis for our Constitution. And he was the first to suggest that a legitimate government is based on the idea of separation of powers. John Locke wrote in The State of Nature in his definitions of liberty and license. License is the freedom to do whatever you want, harming others or stealing as you see fit. But liberty, still a great form of freedom, but it's the recognition that law is needed. And he taught us that the freedom to do whatever one wants, damn the consequences, that is called license. And the summary point here is that our constitutional system is based on liberty, not license. George Bernard Shaw once said that liberty means responsibility, and that's why most men dread it. In our First Amendment, we have the freedom of speech, which ensures that we can do all sorts of right things, such as argue a specific policy or state your personal preferences, and, and to be heard. Uh, but it doesn't permit you to yell, fire in a crowded theater, or slander someone, or lie. Um, if you had license, you could do all of those things. So the next time someone seeks license, remind them. Remind them that liberty requires that they seek to do a good thing. And ask, you know, ask them, so what are those good things you're seeking to support? Um, sometimes we hear that we're starting to become a democracy or that we already are. Um, there's certainly evidence to support some of that. Um, but this is why we need to be careful how we vote. Uh, we need to vote in an unemotional way for whichever party is advocating for a smaller government footprint with a historical record that backs that up. So when you vote, consider, do you vote based on emotion? Do you feel a certain way about a candidate? Do you hate do you vote for the candidate with the same plumbing or haircut as you? Um, 
or are you voting based on the results of known policies? Look at the track records for things like socialism. Do you vote based on, you know, the movements of the moment? If the founders wrote the Bill of Rights to protect us from a dictatorial government, then what are you doing to defend your rights and liberties? And before I go, I'll leave you with this. In 2021, WalletHub released an average state taxes ranking, totaling up all of the red versus all of the blue states, and they averaged them out. And what they found is that the average blue state tax rate was 28.08%, and that the average red state was taxed at 23.84%. That's a difference of 4.24%. And my point here is that if we're supposed to be a society that limits government, the way to do that is through the tax revenue that the states collect. So, uh, folks, that's all I've got for tonight. Let's talk about it. It is sponsored by the Don't Unfriend Me show. Please swing by don'tunfriendme.com. Swing by there, pick up some swag. Matt has some coffee and some t-shirts for sale. And please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And have a great day.